shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? This is the chopper. This is going to be quite a ride. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the Movie Bit Podcast. I am your host, Christian. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast this week. Ah, oh, we're back. <laughs> I apologize for not having a podcast last week because uh, every bit of technology I had last week was just like, nope, we're, we're not going to let you do a podcast. Nope. So that's what happened last week. And I apologize. Uh, I got it fixed, but uh, I got it fixed pretty late. And at that point, I was like, nah, I'm, I not feeling it and the last thing i want to do is do a podcast when i'm not feeling it because you will tell that i'm not feeling it and uh no and that's just not enjoyable all the way around so uh so hello everybody welcome to the movie pit podcast again this is the podcast where we talk about all of the big breaking movie news items of the week we will talk about some of the trailers that came out this week although it was pretty light on trailers this week and we will bring back uh my one of my favorite segments that i used to do on the podcast before COVID happened we will be talking about the movies that are coming out in theaters and or streaming this week Uh, a little rusty on that one so apologies apologies in advance if that just comes off really weird but uh but yeah that is what's on the podcast this week that's the slate uh let's get to it but before we get to any bit of movie news uh we did have a passing this week and it's always hard to talk about um someone passing especially someone as famed and legendary i think that title is very much deserved for for this man and that man is richard donner uh he passed away this week at the age of 91 of course he is the man behind the superman movies the the original movies the one with christopher reeve he's also done um like the weapon franchise uh he started he's first started believe it or not his first dictatorial debut feature dictatorial debut because he was doing a lot of tv before he jumped over to hollywood his first dictatorial debut was the omen uh the original omen movie that was his first movie and introduction to hollywood and since then then two years later he did superman and stayed with it like i mentioned did all the christopher Reeve movies uh he then directed the goonies he directed scrooge the bill murray version uh and then again he, he went over to do the lethal weapon franchise and then uh, did Maverick with Mel Gibson, so that reunited him. Uh, those two, they also did a conspiracy theory together as well. Uh, he finally would go on to do Assassins, which is the Sylvester Stallone movie with Antonio Banderas. And then the last bit of his dictatorial, uh, dictatorial efforts were Timeline, which is the movie with Paul, uh, Paul Walker. And the last movie he directed was 16 Blocks, which was in 2006. That's the movie with um, Bruce Willis and Moe's Death. So that was the last movie he directed. And last year, uh, unfortunately, I say unfortunately in terms of obviously it won't happen anymore and it kind of sucks because everyone was really excited for this to happen. Uh, Last year, he did come out and said that he intended on coming back and getting behind the camera to direct another Lethal Weapon movie that, again, obviously now will not happen. But... um, he has done so much and just the outcry of is that the right word but just the all the everything that's come out from people that have worked with him people that grew up loving his work uh there's there has not been one negative thing that i have seen from 
uh, from this. And it just shows you just how much he was respected in the business. So um, obviously a very, very, very um, rest in peace to Richard Donner and uh, his family. Uh, his wife, obviously one of the big time producers in Hollywood. Um, Lauren Donner, Lauren Schutzer Donner, I believe that's how, that's how you say her last name. Um, but yeah, uh, there's no easy transition from that. But I just wanted to give my two cents and, and say that Richard Donner is... It's it's it was hard to believe that he was ninety one. He didn't look ninety one. I mean, he looked old, but he didn't look ninety one, and he was still kind of agile for a night for from what the looks of it uh, for a ninety one year old. So, but yeah, uh, rest in peace, and of course, uh, all of the thoughts and prayers and and good vibes and whatever else you want to whatever you believe in to the Donner family and everyone who uh, knew him personally. So, all right, uh, let us move on to the trailers that came out this week. Uh, I don't have too much to say about the trailers that came out this week. I wouldn't say they weren't good. I think they were just, they're just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the trailers this week. I, I don't know. I, th- I think com- compared to some other weeks, the trailers have, um, the trailers were okay. Uh, there was a very moody trailer for a movie called Lamb, uh, which stars Nomi Rapace, the original girl from the Dragon Tattoo. And it's set in the countryside of Iceland. Uh, that's going to be released by A24. They actually nabbed up the rights, the U.S. distribution rights uh, recently, but they haven't given the movie a release date. But they did release a very, like I mentioned, moody trailer. Uh, very, gives off a, a very uh, The Witch vibe to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to go check that, it does look like it's going to be um, in uh, it, not in English. So if, if that's just prepare yourself for that. Uh, but it's a very moody trailer. Uh, very appreciated of that. The next trailer uh, is there was a sequel to the Adams Family, which I think was announced, you know, as soon as, kind of as soon as the the first one was released. Uh, but they have a new trailer for that. It looks like the, they're going on a road trip, so there is that as well. Uh, Queen Pins that stars Kristen Bell and Kirby Howell Batiste. I forgot to look up what she was in, but um, I think she might be a newcomer to Hollywood. Uh, I don't think she's done too much in Hollywood. Um, but they star as two women who start a multi-million dollar coupon scam. Yes, I said coupon scam, which, yes, apparently is based on a true story. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser and Vince Vaughn will co-star as a loss prevention officer and a U.S. postal inspector who are after them. The trailer starts off like they're gonna, like it, like it's an action movie because it's like this SWAT team that's that's been assembled by Paul Walter Hauser's character. And they're all like, oh, what are we after? You know, are we after, uh, you know, ru- you know, drug runners or wh- whatever he says. And then Paul Walter is like, no, there, there is a coupon scam. <laughs> and the guy's just like, is this, isn't this just a little too much? Uh, so kind of know what you're expecting from, from that end. Right, right from the get-go, you kind of know what you're expecting. Uh, but it looks pretty, it looks funny. It looks pretty cool. Um, I, I, again, I, I, the, the fact that this is a, based on a true story is interesting. Uh, and it looks like Paul Walter Hauser and Vince Vaughn are playing... Uh, it looks like Vince Vaughn's playing like the straight man uh, compared to the two because he reluctantly has to team up with Paul Walter Hodges' character. And um, Paul Walter Hodges' character uh, in what has become Paul Walter Hauser's career almost. He's playing this character that's just, you know, he thinks he, he thinks he's, <laughs> he thinks one thing about himself that's not really the case. And it, that it kind of shows off in, in the trailer. But I really like it. I, I thought it was a very funny trailer. I didn't know anything about this movie before the trailer came out, so this is pretty cool. Uh, the movie will open up on September 10th. It's, again, pretty funny if you want to go check out the trailer. And finally, um, Disney Animation 
studio, they released a teaser for their 60th animated feature. Uh, I can't believe they just hit 60. I don't know why. It just feels like they've been around for so long and they only got to 60. Uh, but still, nonetheless, uh, Disney Animation Studios 60th an- animated feature is called Encanto. Um, the movie tells the story of the Madrigal family who live in an enchanted town in the mountain of Colombia. Every child in the family has a unique ability, except for Maribel. Although not shown in the teaser, the rest of the story is said that Maribel is the only one that can help her family when their magic is being threatened. Lin-Manuel Miranda will do eight, at least reportedly eight, original songs for the movie. And yes, will be both in English and in Spanish. Encanto will come out on November 24th, so right for the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, it's pretty much just a teaser. It, it pretty much is setting up the family and giving you the basis of the fact that Maribel is the the outlier of the group. She doesn't have any abilities. It's very colorful. Uh, we do hear uh, at least one at least one of the songs that will be in in the in the movie. Um, so I like the fact that Disney's kind of you know taking taking the risk and going out there and kind of you know being more. You know, exploring more options out there and exploring different countries and stuff. Obviously, we just had Luca to come out uh, on Disney Plus. That was, of course, set in the Italian um, on the Italian side. We had Brave, of course, that was also from Pixar. Uh, we had Soul, which you know went into the jazz and, and uh, inspired um, section. And now we have, and now we have this. I don't know why I said section. That sounded weird, uh, but and, but now we have this. We have uh, Encanto, and and you know, it's going to be set in Colombia and. You know, we're assuming that the movie will be both in English and in Spanish as well, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's a quick teaser, um, or a quickish teaser anyway. It's a teaser; doesn't really give too much away. Just again, putting us in this world and setting it up, and you know what's kind of to expect. So, there you go. Encanto, like I mentioned, will come out on the twenty fourth. All of those trailers and teasers will be down below in the description slash show notes area if you want to go check them out. Let us move on to this week's movie news items of the week. There's actually one more trailer. Uh, Netflix released the first trailer for the new action movie starring Jason Momoa called Sweet Girl. Momoa will play Ray Cooper, a man grieving with the death of his wife due to the lack. Due to the lack. Apparently, that's a hard word to say. Uh, expensive medication because it was taken off the market by a big pharmaceutical company to drive up the prices of their prod of their product. That doesn't happen, right? Uh, Ray then unknowingly uncovers a conspiracy, which makes him and his daughter, played by Isabella Merced, uh, aka uh, Dora the Explorer, she was also on a few other things, but for whatever reason, Dora is the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, a target. Uh, movie doesn't look too bad. Um, I, I have heard about uh, about the movie. I knew they were going to do. It. I didn't know what the movie was about, and now we do. And it doesn't look like Jason Momoa's character is like this big, like tough guy. It looks like he knows how to take care of himself because there's a few scenes of him. I mean, the whole movie is him kind of <laughs> taking down these assassins, <laughs> but he's not like a ex soldier or anything. It looks like he's just you know a guy that knows how to defend himself, and his daughter knows how to defend himself too. So we may see a uh, father daughter. Uh, team up from the looks of it but um yeah this this is interesting i, I don't really know um I, I don't really know what to think it was kind of a trailer that i wasn't expecting and again i didn't really know too much about the movie uh, i don't think anybody knew really that much about the movie other than it was an action movie starring jason momoa but um i could be wrong maybe people didn't know about it but i it kind of this one kind of slipped through the cracks for me uh but there you go uh sweet girl will start streaming on august 20th so we'll definitely talk more about that once uh, once that comes out 
All right, so the first big movie news item of the week we're going to talk about is that Universal Pictures will finally start to stream their new movies on Peacock. Currently, Universal has their pay one window for their films on HBO and has a deal with them and has had that deal with them since 2005. But obviously now with the streamer war going on, Universal was finally going to put their movies on their own streaming service. By the way, pay one window, in just case you don't know what that means, it means that one particular place will premiere a movie, you know, whenever they decide to premiere of that movie is usually kind of like a year after the movie's out in theaters uh so anyway this new deal uh will go into effect next year 2022 and instead of a, a traditional 18 month window universal's movies will go to peacock for the first four months of their release and then the final four months of their release it's unclear at the moment what will happen to those movies in the 10 months in between but it looks like we're going or it looks like they're going to announce not we're i'm not part of that deal but it looks like they're going to announce uh some other partners fairly soon so what does this mean? A movie like let's say let's say F9, since that's the big Universal movie out at the moment, could go to Peacock and then be on FX or something like that along those lines for those ten months in between the exclusive the the exclusive window. So you know again, uh, Peacock could be showing F9 for the first four months, disappears off the service or is not you know available to the service for whatever reason, in those 10 months. So like, kind of like when a movie premieres on Netflix for a while, then it disappears, and you're like, where'd it go? And then it comes back, like, you know, sometime later. That's what that means. So within uh, those 18 months, we'll see anything from Universal Pictures, Focus Features, Illumination Entertainment, and DreamWorks Animation. A few movies that the announcement, uh, when the announcement was made, uh, a few of those movies were, you know, put in the announcement, like Jurassic World Dominion, uh, Minions, I guess there's another Minions movie come out that no one knows about. And then the new Jordan Peele movie. And plus, the studio will be making movies exclusively for Peacock that will skip theaters altogether and just go straight to the streaming service, which is obviously commonplace for, like, Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, which is going to start doing that, and HBO Max, which had a movie, uh, which had uh, No Sudden Move come out that was exclusively for the streaming platform. So this is pretty, you know, it's it's not overly surprising i think the fact that they waited a little bit uh universal being they waited a little bit to be like yeah we're gonna put our movies on peacock now um i think you know i I think we knew they were gonna do that i think it was just a question of when they were gonna do it but not that they are officially doing it and now they're gonna do it this way i think is pretty interesting obviously they're gonna make movies exclusive for peacock as well that should be pretty cool but um we'll have to see uh how this works out obviously you know because we know how you know uh, HBO Max did it. Uh, we know a little bit how Disney is doing it now. They're doing a lot this year. Netflix as well. But um, it's you know we'll see. Uh, so this is pretty cool. They're going to do that. So obviously the streamer war going on. You know everyone has their streaming service. So there you go. Uh, speaking of F9, sort of uh, another Fast and the Furious spinoff may be coming our way. While promoting F9, Vin Diesel revealed to Variety that he has writers working on a spinoff to Charlie Theron's villain character Cipher. No other information was given, but this would mean that Cypher isn't going anywhere anytime soon, at least in the Fast and the Furious universe. There have been rumors of a uh, of the ladies of the franchise getting their own spin-off. Michelle Rodriguez is, is one of those people that have been spearheading that idea for a while now. So much, in fact, that she was willing not to return to F9 if the franchise didn't hire a female writer or give the female characters more things to do and flesh them out a little bit more and they finally did that in in uh in f9 in this latest movie so obviously she, you know 
there was that. Of course, the other spin-off is Hobbs and Shaw, which was successful in its own right. That will be getting a sequel that was already announced and that will be coming out. Uh, but giving the women a, a time to shine is pretty cool, considering that the women did really kind of get the short end of the stick sometimes in the series. Uh, but, you know, now that they're going to, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Letty's character, Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, um, has had some big moments in the franchise since she's come back. But everyone else, you know, other like Mia kind of just disappeared in the background, completely writing her out. Uh, granted, you know, her character kind of served her purpose and, you know, moved away. Um, but now you have these other characters like, um, like Ramsey, uh, in the care, uh, I can't think of the care of the actor's name now. Um, Natalie Emmanuel. There you go. Uh, you have her. You know she's part of the crew now. Uh, you have um, that new female character that may or may not return. That was an F nine that was connected to Han. Um, and then you, now you have you know Cipher, who is essentially pretty much the only female villain that we've seen in the movie. And if you want to go, you know, to the Hobbs and Shaw side of things, which I I don't think they will. Uh, but you have you know. Um, Vanessa's Kirby's character, who plays the sister to um, Jason Statham's character, and then you have Helen Mirren as well in there. So I like the idea of the ladies getting, you know, a uh, their own spinoff. Um, but the fact that he's going to be focusing on Cipher herself uh, says something. I don't know what they're going to do with her character. You know, fo- following what you know, where does it, you know, where where does this? movie fall in line does it fall in line before she meets the the crew does it fall in line afterwards because if it's afterwards then we kind of know what's going on although granted you know we now know the fast and the furious franchise has no uh problem you know doing you know time shifty you know non-chronological you know movies so i don't know uh i don't mind it i think i think uh, Theron does a, a good job as Cypher, although that, in F9 she didn't really have too much to do. They kind of just, her character was very uh, underwritten, for the lack of a better phrase. But uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of Theron last week, which I again, didn't get to uh, report on since I didn't have a podcast, uh, Theron did reveal that she's doing a sequel to The Old Guard, and that will start filming early next year. They have a script done for that, so that's pretty cool uh, if you're a fan of that movie. But, uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, moving on, here's a quick update to uh, a movie. Gerda Gerwig is now officially going to direct the live-action Barbie movie uh, that already has Margot Robbie set to star. Production will begin early next year in London. Gerwig was already attached the, to the movie as a writer with her husband and fellow screenwriter and director Noah Baumbach. Although no actual story details run uh, or no actual story details are uh, known at the moment. Robbie, who is also producing the movie through her Lucky Chap banner, said that the movie will be, quote, something totally different, the thing you didn't know you wanted. That is her quote about the movie. Uh, The Barbie movie has been in the works for quite some time, with Amy Schumer attached at one point. And then, of course, that version never came to pass. Then Anne Hathaway boarded the project, and she was attached to that for a while as well. And obviously both those versions didn't pan out. And then when Robbie joined, that seemed to be the version that was going to stick and the version that was going to happen, and here we are. Gerwig is, of course, coming off her adaptation and remake of Little Women, at least from the director's side of things. She does have another project in the works with her husband, Noah Baumbach, uh, called White Noise, which is an adaptation of a book, I believe of the same name, White Noise as well, and that also stars Adam Driver. So... There you go, uh, Gerwig. Uh, very, very good. Very, very good director. Obviously, the the, pro- the movies that she chooses are uh, 
I would probably say someone, something close to her heart. Uh, Little Women uh, before that uh, was Lady Bird. And before that, it was, I think, it was, was it Frances Ha? I could be wrong about that. I might be wrong about that. At least in terms of, obviously, directing. Uh, you know, she uh, had a hand in writing all those movies as well. She also had a hand in writing... Um, was it uh, what was it called? Was it called Divorce Story? Was that what was that what it was called? Uh, with Adam Driver as well. Uh, so yeah. Uh, when it comes to the project, I mean, you know, Margot Robbie's, you know, she's she's good. And when it comes to producing stuff, uh, the last thing that her lucky chat, their her lucky chat banner, uh, produced was Promising Young Woman, which obviously got nominated for a bunch of awards. Movie itself was a tad on the controversial side, or at least you know divided a lot of fans in between. So that's always kind of a good thing you know when you have a movie that's very you know subjective and i want to say controversial but at least a movie that divided some fans uh whether or not the division was uh warranted or not that's that's a whole other story but um as for gerwig i don't mind you know i i think i I, you know it it kind of almost seemed like one of those two was going to direct i mean for a while it was like they were just gonna write and then as you know they they got hired back in 2019 so i think it might have been sometime last year where people started thinking that maybe one of them uh, and they were obviously kind of eyeing gerwig more than than bombback uh because bombback had you know attached himself to to white noise um that maybe gerwig was going to direct but they didn't want to say anything so now it looks like she's officially on board to direct which obviously i think really you know you can say what you want about live action barbie movie but you have margot robbie as a star and now you have Gerda Gerwig not only as a writer but as a director and everything that she's done you know her filmography so far has been great um very recognizable films uh uh recognizable is that the word I want to use uh I guess that's the word I want to use for the lack of a better word let's just say recognizable uh but yeah um I, I really have nothing more I, I don't have anything negative to say about this I'm still on the fence about whether I want a live action barbie movie but now with uh girdle girlwig behind the camera i think it does i think you know more i'm I'm assuming more eyes will come on board with uh to this now that she's attached herself to it to the next movie news item a sequel to the just released last week prime video movie the tomorrow war which was led by chris pratt is in the works Director Chris McKay, who made his live-action directorial debut with this, he directed the Lego Batman movie before that, is expected to come back, as is screenwriter Zach Dean and much of the cast, like Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, Betty Kiplin, Sam Richardson, and even Yvonne Strahovski are all expected to return as well. Although Amazon didn't uh, share the viewership numbers, which they don't do, like unlike Netflix, which sometimes does reveal the numbers. Uh, Insiders did tell Hollywood Reporter that the movie exceeded all expectations they had. That's pretty good, considering that Amazon brought, uh, not brought, bought the movie from Paramount Pictures during uh, the delay because of COVID and uh, decided to release it through their uh, Prime Video feature. So that's pretty cool. I did see The Tomorrow War uh, this weekend. I thought it was, I thought it was good. You know, I think, um, I did post something about it on the, the Twitter page. I thought it was good for the most part. I think I think it re- it's I think it works until it doesn't. <laughs> Which you could say that about any movie. But um I didn't mind it. I think the action was really great. Um I think some of the set pieces were really actually a lot of fun to watch. Um but I I just the, the online discourse of it all is that it doesn't make any sense that the, you know the time travel i don't know why we get so boggled down with time travel movies and why time travel doesn't work like why why like just 
go with it. Like, who cares? Um, yeah, you can question it. That's fine. But if that becomes the deciding factor of why you don't enjoy a movie, that's dumb. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But um, I didn't mind the Tomorrow War. I didn't mind it. It, it. And the movie itself doesn't really lend itself, doesn't have itself open for sequels. Not real. I mean, not really. Doesn't it? Doesn't end like on a cliffhanger, or doesn't you know set anything up that could be that can be like oh, like they didn't see this coming, and it was like a sequel. No, like it ended. You know, it told a story it was trying to tell, and it ended, and it didn't set itself up. At least from what I remember, it didn't set up for itself for a sequel. So um, there you go. Will I see it? Sure. Why not? If it looks good, I'll watch it. Why not? I, I, again, I didn't mind the first one. I, I'd still recommend it to you if you're on the fence and haven't watched it yet. If it's it's just it's just one of those dumb fun movies that you can watch. I don't know why people are so up in arms about it. I think just because they don't like Chris Pratt. That's another reason. He's fine. Whatever. I mean, yeah, he's got his problems. Everyone has his problems. Just just enjoy it. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the next movie news item. Matthew Vaughn, uh, the director of the Kingsman franchise, he has set up his next big budget film, which is currently titled argyle and will begin filming next month in europe not only that it has a cast and it is good it's a good cast guys uh okay bear with me henry cavill sam rockwell bryce dallas howard brian cranston Catherine o'hara samuel jackson uh singer dua lipo will be making her feature uh appearance in the movie uh she also uh apparently did some music for the movie or will do music for the movie and oh i forgot uh, one of the people on the cast um john c the movie will be adapted from i don't know I, I i just have to i always have to do that i'm sorry i am sorry uh the movie is adapted from a yet to be unreleased novel of the same name by ellie conway uh, or Ellie, yeah, Ellie Conway, that will be released next year, in case you want to go check that out, and revolves around the adventures of the world's greatest spy, who was, quote, caught up in a globe-trotting adventure. Apparently, um, Matthew Vaughn got his hands on it uh, early, and decided he wanted to adapt the movie. So, there is that. It does have a screenwriter, in just in Jason Fouch, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he was one of the writers on Wonder Woman, and the movie is planned uh, to be the first of a trilogy, so there is that. The movie will be set in the U.S., in London, and in several other locations worldwide. And like I mentioned, it's going to start filming uh, this August, although no release date has been given just yet. Uh, I like Matthew Vaughn. I like the Kingsman franchise. I can't wait for um, the Kingsman, which re- I think they released. They did really. They released some feature. I didn't watch it because I didn't want anything else spoiled for me. Uh, I read a description of it, but um, it's. I, I don't know if it's a trailer. I didn't watch it. I, I don't know if it's a trailer or it's like a featurette or something like that. But they did release something from uh, the Kingsman this week. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I like Matthew Vaughn. I like the things he's done so far. Uh, and this cast, I mean, you got Henry Cavill, you got Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Cena, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, that's that's a solid cast. That's a solid cast for an action movie that they're going to be doing. And under Matthew Vaughn's vision and style with all those people, yeah, I, I can I can really get behind that for sure. So I can't wait for that one, honestly. All right, so let's move on to the next movie news item, the final movie news item, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, and that is Zack Snyder, the man himself that released his four-hour cut of Justice League to the world. Uh, he has set his next movie, and it will be once again with Netflix. Snyder will produce and co-write and direct the sci-fi fantasy titled Rebel Moon. Snyder will co-write the script with his Army of the Dead co-screenwriter, Shay Hatton, and his co-writer on 300, Kurt Johnstad. 
The story is set into motion when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of a tyrannical regent, and desperate people dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out the warriors from the neighboring planets to help them make a stand. If that sounds like Star Wars meets the Magnificent Seven, or Seven Samurai, if you prefer that, you'd be right, because that is exactly what Snyder was going for. In fact, the movie stems from a pitch that Zack Snyder developed a decade ago, a pitch that went nowhere because he didn't even have a meeting, or probably did have a meeting. I think, from what I read, he did have a meeting, but it didn't go anywhere with Lucasfilm. So, uh, if you know anything about Zack Snyder, he did have this pitch about a, a Star Wars movie that he wanted to do that was inspired by Akira Kozawa. Um, this could work. <laughs> I think the the fact that it's kind of removed a little bit. Obviously, he removed pretty much pretty much uh, all of the Star Wars references probably from it. I think it could work. I mean, I, I'm not gonna you know sit here and you know bash Zack Snyder for you know anything that he's done because I'm not that person. Um, but I'm also not gonna sit here and defend him because you know he's done some stuff that hasn't been that good. But um, you know, Army of the Dead was was okay. It, it it wasn't what I thought it would be, um, but I didn't mind it. Uh, obviously, the Justice, the the Snyder cut of Justice League, came out and, and you know changed. Um, or it didn't change. It was what he wanted. It just it was changed from what he initially wanted from what we got before. And I like Zack Snyder. Don't get me wrong. I, I do like his movies. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I've never liked Zack Snyder. That's not true. I love Dawn of the Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead is probably his best movie, and I think it's arguably one of the best horror remakes that that we have that we have had in hollywood in a very long time especially in the horror uh genre uh i like the craziness bombastic 300 that it was i really liked man of steel i think man of steel arguably next to probably wonder woman shazam is probably the best dc movie that they've released uh and you know everything else he's done is um not that great, not that great, but um, um, with the exception of the Snyder Cut, because I think the Snyder Cut is kind of its whole, it's, it's a whole animal, whole different animal than we can expect, but I think this sounds pretty cool, uh, I like the idea, you know, obviously, um, you know, Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, whichever one you want to use, like that concept has been used a lot, and I don't think we've ever seen it done in space, and I think that concept itself you know, compared to say, say what you will about Zack Snyder, he has a visual eye. You know, I think no one can deny that Zack Snyder visually um, is a good director when it comes to visuals. He that's I think he's great at that. I think it, you know, the problem that I think most of us have with Zack Snyder is everything else. Um, but in terms of movies, anyway, because he seems like a nice guy, he really does. Filmmaking wise, you know, story storytelling wise, I think we all kind of saw that with sucker punch visually great to look at visuals were awesome fight scenes were great everything else in that movie was just a trudge to get through but um with this i think it sounds pretty cool you know i think he's i i i think he's an idea guy he's an idea guy and he's a visual guy but when it comes to everything else i, I think he's getting better justice league i mean he had years and years of of you know of material to use from those characters with his own personal spin and story that he wanted to tell. And then Army of Darkness, you know, his own kind of work. It's something that he, it was original to, to him. It wasn't based on anything. You know, we don't really know him for his own personal work. Because a lot of the things he's done have been based off IP that we know. 
the DC movies, 300, Dawn of the Dead, you know, they all had something to base it off of. They all had something that, you know, he, he had something to work off of. Um, Sucker Punch was kind of his original, original idea of his. Not that great. <laughs> Let's face it, not that great. Um, and Army of the Dead, um, his own thing. I think execution-wise, it kind of missed a little bit of it, but it there was, you know, sparks there, for sure. And not just coming from the zom- one of the zombie heads. And now we have this. Now we have Boom. And this is something that he's pit- that he's, you know, apparently a passion project of his. I think the idea of it sounds cool. Again, Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, whichever one you want to use in space. I think this sounds pretty cool. Execution-wise... That's going to be where this movie either, you know, works or doesn't work. Uh, whether it's a success or whether it's not. Because I think the idea is that he wants Rebel Moon to be a franchise. Him and Netflix want Rebel Moon to be a franchise. And if that's the case, again, they have to, you know, hit the mark. You know, with Army of the Dead, you know, before that movie even came out, there was already announcements that they were going to do, they were going to do a prequel movie, which I think will be released sometime later this year maybe even early next year because they released a picture of of that movie this week with the safe cracker from army of the dead he's he's in that prequel i know we're also getting an animated movie from army of the dead they're doing that as well so i don't know army of the dead for the most part it was a hit it just you know there was certain things execution wise that i think if they had done a little bit better that movie could have been really really good instead of just okay but i'm excited for this i am I, I, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm very op. Not pressure to say very optimistic. I'm slightly optimistic. I am keeping my hands off slightly optimistic. How about that? Um, but yeah, there you go. That is his next movie. Um, we'll see how that works out for him. Again, I like the idea, and I, I you know it's something you know obviously passion projects are really cool. Sometimes sometimes it'll work out, but um, I think this could work. I, I think this fits into the mold of what. Um, a Zack Snyder is known for and what he does. All right, let's move on to... Because I was rambling there for a second. I apologize. Uh, let's move on to the movies that are coming out this weekend. Uh, so, obviously, uh, not too many things are coming out because of COVID and everything like that. If I do miss something streaming-wise, I apologize for that. Um, you know, obviously, I'm just going off kind of things that I can find right off the bat. Uh, but obviously, one of the things that are coming out this week, streaming-wise, is Fear Street Part 2, 1978. That's coming out on Netflix. Of course, uh, the first Fear Street uh, movie came out last week. That's part of, you know, Netflix's um, very ambitious plans on Fear Street, where they're releasing they're releasing a total of three Fear Street movies back-to-back-to-back. Uh, weekly anyway back to back to back so this is the second one of course the next one will be coming out next week uh i have not seen the first one yet um i do want to watch it so i there was a trailer for the part two that came out and i didn't watch it because in case you know something happens although chronologically they're taking place in reverse order not in order but uh but there's that so if you watch the first one uh you can go ahead and watch the second one because that's, obviously that's coming out the next uh thing coming out this week it is coming out both in theaters and on disney plus's premiere access where of course you know, to pay uh, however much it is, I forgot how much it was, to watch on the streaming platform at home, or you can, again, go to theaters and watch Black Widow. Um, obviously, a very long-anticipated movie, long, and that's because of COVID, just in general, it was a very long-anticipated movie, because we finally get a Black Widow movie. Uh, you know, she's been with the MCU long enough that we were, we were wondering, where where's her movie? And we finally got it, 
and obviously uh with everything going on with that with the mcu uh i don't know if you're listening to this podcast if you haven't seen any mcu movies but you know sure fate isn't uh, the best one and now we're getting a prequel to that but uh i've heard nothing but good things about it uh thankfully have not been spoiled on anything but uh i cannot wait for that movie obviously i have my tickets already i am gonna go watch it in theaters in a rented out auditorium so i don't have to sit next to people who i don't know uh but uh but yeah uh so it's black widow and fear street part 2 1978 um again those are just the things that i that i found uh, obviously um if there's something else coming out streaming wise i apologize but those are i'm gonna assume uh, let's just say these are the two biggest things that are coming out in theaters um and or streaming this weekend that everyone's going to be talking about and watching so all right uh there you go that's it that is the podcast this week i apologize for any rambling and and shortcomings and anything like that but uh apparently that's what happens when you take a week off (laughs) even if it's unintentional and but uh but yeah thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week i very much appreciate it you guys know that i always appreciate you guys listening and everything else like that so you guys are great uh no matter where you're listening to the podcast if you're listening to podcasts on youtube on spotify on stitcher or on apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this please share some love uh hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit that heart button whatever it is that makes you uh up to date keep up to date on the podcast uh you can also go follow the social media accounts uh i have a twitter and instagram those are both linked down below in the description slash show notes area along with everything else far in between everything that you need to keep up to date with me the host me christian the host or the podcast itself uh i will be using the show the social media more i know i keep saying that and then i don't but I will be using that more. Uh, I will be giving my thoughts on Black Widow on the social media account. I will probably do a podcast giving my thoughts on Black Widow next week. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to confirm that, or I don't want to say. So I don't want to, you know, put a stamp on it and say that I'm going to do that. But uh, that is a plan. So you may be getting two podcasts next week. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the podcast for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. Be sure to stay safe i don't know why i'm saying that so slowly (laughs) but uh enjoy uh your weekend guys if you're living in the um east coast especially uh down south where the hurricane is coming from i haven't been kept up to date on the hurricane but i know it hit everyone over there so i have any listeners on that side of the world please please be safe and be careful uh with everything going on down there um and yeah That's it. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys so much. And as always, go watch some movies. Whoop whoop! Yeah! Give it up! Movies!